0: Welcome to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Parshas Vayishlach Rishon, the first Aliyah in Parshas Vayishlach. The topic of our Aliyah is preparing for the encounter. ar Aliyah is a full 11 Psokim long, running from Perek Lamebez, Pasek Dalet, to Yud Gimel. However, it is part of the greater parasha, which is 154 Psukim in total. Let's take a look at a basic overview and then look at some points to ponder to get a little deeper in. So we hear that Yaakov now sends off angels or messengers, Malachim, to his brother Esav to the land of Seir in the fields of Edom. And he commands them to tell his brother the following. So says your brother Yaakov, I've stayed with Laban and I've stayed until this point in time and and I have all these wonderful assets. I've got donkeys and I've got lands and sheep and servants and I'm going to tell you in order to fa- find favor in your eyes. The angels return, these messengers return to Yaakov, and they say, We came to Esau, but he, in response, is coming out to meet you with 400 men with him. Yaakov, at this point, gets very scared, and he divides up his whole camp into two separate camps. And he says, If Esau will destroy the one, then the other one will be refugees. So Yaakov then turns, and he prays to Hashem, and he calls out to the god of his fathers, of Abraham and Yisak, and he he describes that he was told that he should be going back to his land by Hashem, and he knows that he is too small for all the kindnesses he maybe perhaps he used up the 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 merits of what he does deserving, but he he explains that he did he came across this, this Jordan River the first time with uh, with only his staff and now Hashem has made him incredibly successful. he asks Hashem that Zilinam so please Hashem, with all this in mind, save me from my, my brother Esau. If you promised me to be like the dust of the earth, please allow me to succeed. That's the Aliyah itself. So there's a lot of very basic points to ponder. The first we're going to take a look at is, is why did Yaakov need to do this in the first place? Why is Yaakov even sending messengers? Just ignore him. Just go back home. Go speak to your father, to your mother. And tell them you arrived. Why the whole business with Esau? So... Nebuchadnezzar says, well, it's inevitable. The land of Seir is actually in the way. It's on the east side of Israel, and he's coming from the the northeast. He's going to, before he gets to the southern areas of Israel, he's going to have to somehow pass Seir. So he is now, rather than waiting for it to happen, he is preempting that meeting. However, that Barbanel says it could also be because the end of the last parasha, it tells us of an encounter he has with these angels, and we don't hear what the angels are there for. Why are the angels there? Perhaps that is to, in, to indicate that he's in need of protection. And if he's in need of protection, he, can, he has to think to himself, what protection would I need? It must be that Asav is on the way. I have to reach out to him. That's perhaps another thing which precipitated this whole episode. Now, what, when it says Malachim, what does that mean in the Torah that he sends these Malachim? The Ibn Ezra says a Malach also means just a messenger and it refers to his servants. So he sent off a whole bunch of servants. However, the predominant line in, in Midrash which Rashi quotes in the Midrash Bereshis Rabbah says this is real malachim, real angels. The Maral points out that there there seems to be no, um, no indicators as to why he sent them, meaning to say what precipitated he's sending them. So it must be that it's connected to the end of the last week's parasha, in which he met malachim. So it's clearly following that. If we just three pesukim ago we're talking about machanayim, two camps of these camps of angels, it, clearly the malachim over here must be understood to be supernatural forces, not just simple human beings acting on agency. Now, why did Esau decide to come? So, the Ksav points out that not only was he not appeased by Yaakov's attempt to, uh, to to create peace, but he was offended by it. He was angered by Yaakov's success. It seems that Yaakov was trying to point out in his arguments about his success that he was independently successful, not in need of the bechorah of the ship or the blessing of his father, but that does not seem to make Esau feel all the better. Um, So so Yaakov then becomes scared. Well, why is Yaakov scared? Didn't Hashem just promise him that he would be fine? Doesn't he just have angels who are with him to protect him? So Rashi says he's scared. From his for his own life. In fact, there's two words here: Va'yira, Lai. What does that mean? Va'yira Hashem yehareg, Va'yitzerim Hu Esacherem He is concerned if he perhaps will be killed, God forbid, or if he has to kill others as well. And this is really the hallmark of what it means to be a Jew. On the one hand, having to protect oneself throughout the courses of Jewish history. At the same time, also having to hurt others in order to do that protection and the the difficult torment that Jews have even today. When, when Israel, the Israeli army, the most moral code, coded army, um, has to make decisions about civilian, civilian casualties and minimizes it to the greatest degree possible in modern warfare. At the same time, still agonizing over every lost life as well. The Bahar Shor says the reason why he's scared is not because he is lack, has a lack of um, faith, of Emunah, rather it's because he is confused. He doesn't know why Esau is coming. Is Esau coming for war? Is Esau coming for peace? Is Esau coming to meet him? What's the deal? If he prepares for war, it's going to look a little funny. It'll be very distasteful for Esau to arrive. And and Yaakov has either fled or prepared for war. But if he doesn't prepare for war, and Esau really means business, then what is he going to do? So he's scared because of the lack of clarity. Now, Baba Nelson explains that perhaps the fear is not because of a lack of emuna, but rather... It is the natural feel a person, a fear a person experiences when they're about to embark on something important. A person is about to speak in front of a very important audience. They may have spoken a thousand times beforehand. A warrior is about to go to battle and they may be an extremely adept and well-trained soldier. They're still going to be scared because of the nature of the gravity of the situation in which they're entering. Hezconi quotes two ideas, two other ideas, and one is that he's scared because he did, thinks perhaps he no longer deserves it because of all the chesed Hashem has done for him. A classic, a classic idea. But the other way that he perhaps he, he is scared suggests the, the Hezconi is, um, is the following. That perhaps he's scared because the two angels who came with him, there were two angels that he met. One was Michael to protect him and one was Samael, which was the angel that was associated with Adam. And therefore, the one is going to prosecute and the one is going to defend. So, he wasn't sure that he would be protected. Now, what pre- 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 preparations did he actually make? The Bachar Shah says, based on his idea before, that Yaakov was confused. So, what he does is instead of preparing and arming himself for war, he divides the camps, which is more of a surreptitious preparation for war, so that when Aesop comes, if it he need be, he, um, he, he is prepared for a quick escape. If, the, if it is war but at the same time it doesn't look like he's preparing for war or fully escaped yet which would be an extremely bad taste when his brother was trying to have peaceful overtures so that's what he's doing. Rashi famously quotes the midrash Baratish Rabbah that says that there's three things that Yaakov did and these are really three things which are important for us to remember today and that he pray, he prepared for this war by praying that's the end of our aliyah, and for with a gift that was diplomacy when he's sending his brother the gifts as we're about to see in the next Aliyah and he also prepared for war Sometimes it's easy to go to extremes and have only Tvila every time there's a problem. Sometimes it's easy to go to the opposite extreme and say, well, we only need to go and prepare the war and train ourselves and get more security and update the security systems and get more training and learn Krav Maga and all those things. Yes, those are important as well, but either extreme without the other one is not going to be good. You need to have diplomacy, you need to have Tvila, and you need to have preparation for real conflict as well. Now, what does it mean that Iyako that says, that with my staff... I crossed this Jordan. So Rashi gives two explanations. One is he, that he didn't have any Kesev v'zahov. He had nothing when he came across this, this Jordan. But uh, the other option that Rashi says is that he put his, his staff into the Jordan, into the river, and split the Jordan. Obviously the precedent for many, many Hasidic tales, which were, which follow such uh, similar um, ideas. Um, however, it's interesting to think about what Rashi is essentially saying as Yaakov is talking about the great journey which he traveled, whether it be from material impoverishment, or impoverishment spiritually in deeds, and those are what he was able to survive and come through. Finally, what does it mean? Mi'yad ochi mi'yad Esav, save me from my brother, save me from Esav. Sir Rashi early on in the Aliyah says that it refers to the idea of save me from Esav no matter which face he's wearing, whereas the face of antagonism with the wish to annihilate where it's the, fear, the, the face of friendliness which, which, which wishes to assimilate. Asaf takes on different modalities throughout the course of history. Ya- Yaakov is asking to be saved from either of those iterations, the one who loves Israel to death or the one who kills Yaakov to death. Please, Hashem, save me from either of those. The Rechem offers an alternative suggestion, and that is, Please save me from Esau, because asaf himself had, do, does have certain zuchuyas, does have certain merits which should, which should guarantee him a certain degree of protection. But it also, Esau is also, it also has the has avos, the merit of his fathers, and therefore save me from our brother, who has that merit of our father, and also save me from him, Esau himself, despite any um, good merits that he may have for himself. With this, we close the first aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.